Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play Podcast. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio, and I have one very important question. Why is it called free agency when all the players are so expensive? <laughs> Co-host Sam Grez is how you doing? I can't I can't breathe because I'm laughing too hard to that joke. And I choked and now I'm I'm ghost now because I couldn't breathe for too long out of laughing at the good joke. And I'm dead. I'm go I am your co-ghost if you will. Co-ghost. I wonder what a ghost podcast would be about. There there are like tons of ghost podcasts, my dude. But is it like like podcasts like written like written for by and ghosts. by ghosts <laughs> should we like, should what do, ghosts, what do ghosts talk about on their podcast they're just like oh so i was i was just watching this dude i was haunting this dude the other day and i think i got him to fall down the stairs because he must have died because next thing i know like he just like comes back up and sees me and i've never been looked at before and it freaked me the fuck out. And I, I like, I was immediately apologetic. Like, dude, dude, I, <laughs> look, look, I just got a sign of this house. Like, I, I was just kind of passing through. I wasn't even giving you a half-hearted. I, I didn't even like touch you, man. I just wanted to do like, you know, rattle the, the little picture on the wall there. Just like give you a little spook. I did not think you were going to die. I am so sorry, dude. <laughs> I am so sorry. I gotta, I gotta get, uh, Colin, the, um, the, the pod boss of the scavengers network to see if he can't hire some ghosts to do a ghost podcast i i bet so i bet there are ghost podcasts like that but i mean you'd think that ghost podcasts would probably be the same boring like like boring groups of like two or three white dudes talking about nothing for an hour right like yeah, like i mean basically I, every podcast yeah exactly i i bet there's like a there's a version there's a ghost pod save america that's hosted by george hw bush and john f kennedy talking about how well you know there are problems on both sides of the aisle and what's really important is coming together there are probably a bunch of sports podcasts by a bunch of like old dead like is Fran Tarkenton dead? No, Fran Tarkenton's not dead. Okay. I thought, I didn't think he was, but, you know, some well, old... like, uh, I, don't know, I don't even think Bart Starr's dead yet. He's, like, almost dead. Mm-hmm. I don't like, it's like YA Tittle. Yeah. Like, YA yeah, yeah, yeah. Tittle is, like, in on that podcast game. He's just like, I don't, I like this ghost ball. It, it's difficult because you can't hike a ball that you can't, you know, hold because it goes right through you. Yeah, I, I would assume that, that ghosts, it's like that 90% of ghost podcasts are literally the same, like the exact same, like they're, they're murder show recaps, right? There are 90% of ghost podcasts are TV show recaps, right? Just like 90% of normal podcasts are because if oh you're- Oh my god, what if they're true crime a podcast oh my god Hell where yeah. they have the actual victims of the crime on to yeah say, yeah that's not what happened holy shit maybe this is an actual <laughs> spinoff we could do a, a fake true crime podcast hosted by ghosts with ghost guests i would listen to that shit hey colin if you're listening to this episode we uh, creative endeavor holy shit Fucking a, a true true crime podcast. I'm 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 into that. We have found it. This, this week on the True True Crime podcast, Nicole Brown. Who killed you, Nicole Brown? It was OJ. <laughs> well, thanks 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 for listening. This week's podcast is sponsored by Boo Apron. <laughs> Square spook. Oh, I'm literally I'm 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 sending. Uh, a message to fucking Colin <laughs> right now um, to, to see how, if this idea has legs, spoiler alert, it probably doesn't, but, but that's you know. because ghosts don't have legs. That's true. Oh, if you subscribe to the Casper 
goes oh god theory how did we miss the casper (laughs) tie-in brought to you by casper the friendly mattress Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh so good uh anyway this is a football podcast and we're not ghosts yet so yeah so i guess we should i mean this is the second week of free agency and there was plenty of like this is like the b movie level of free agency week yeah, where it's like yeah. last week was the a week that's where yeah. all the crazy immediate stuff happened this is the b week where you're like oh that's funny but it's not like surprising this is the week where like old aging veterans who've got re- finally released like justin houston goes to the colts and you're like yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's i yeah. want to start with the most important signing of the week and I believe you'll agree with me on this, Sam. Yes. The Jets have their backup quarterback. Yeah, they do! Let's go! So in case you didn't know, Sam Darnold is now going to be tutored by a true master of his craft. Oh, man. Our favorite, our favorite boy, Trevor Simeon, yep. is now backup for Sam Darnold on the Jets. I, I was... So I, I read about that, and I was... There were a lot of surprising things uh, in reading that in reading the news about the Jets signing uh, Trevor Simeon. The first surprise was that Trevor Simeon was still in the league. I like I did not. I honestly I knew forgot last year he was the backup for the Vikings. He was. He? he was. Yeah, he was the backup for the Vikings. I don't think you saw a single snap. Um, but he was the backup for the Vikings, which brings us to the second surprising thing. Uh, that apparently the Vikings really wanted him. Like, the Vikings wanted him to stick around. The Jets, like, had to... I don't know what what they offered or anything, or if Trevor Simeon wanted too much money in free agency or or whatever. I don't know the... God, that's a a thing to imagine. I know! And I think I'm worth more. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm, I'm... that was the second thing was that, that like the Vikings actually really liked having Trevor Simeon as a backup. Um, well, I don't even know if the Vikings have another backup. Do they on the roster now? I mean, they've got time to, to, yeah, time to fill the gap for that, sure. Um, Vikings backup QB. All right. So they got a one year, $2 million for the jets. Yeah. That's, yes. That's not bad. No, I mean for, for a backup. Nah. And, and it, it It's kind of, we, it seems like we are reaching the point in time where Trevor Simeon is just straight up becoming a McCown down to, down to the fact that now he's, he's being traded to a team with a, let's say inconsistent quarterback. Trevor Simeon might be called on after like Sam Darnold has like two horrific games in a row. He might be called on to get the like classic we're going to bench Jake Hutler for a week, give, give a McCown the start. Um, and then just kind of go from there. So hmm. I, I don't know. I think, I think that the prophecies are being fulfilled. Very interesting idea. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I am intrigued to see if we get to see more Trevor Simeon. Because yeah. Right now, like one thing I've noticed is, I mean, obviously in the past week, everybody's been, mocking the fuck out of the Giants. Deservedly Of course, yep, yep, yep. But one of the things I've been seeing within that mocking is kind of like this weird assumption that Sam Darnold is going to work out. Like, everyone was like, oh, they picked Saquon when they could have had Darnold. And and everyone's kind of like crowning Darnold. Like, like he's already good. Have they not? he's not? Yeah, did they not? I mean, he's had a couple. I don't want to... He's had a couple good games. Like, he's still got time to pan out. He's still got time to be good. He certainly showed promise. But, like, the one thing about rookie QBs in their first season is it's all about positivity and promise. Like, they can suck ass. But if it's their first year, everybody's like, well, he can fix these mistakes. There's never, like, a rookie quarterback where people are like, nope. That was a horrible mistake, and it's not going to pan out. Even, mm-hmm. l- like, Bortles, like, some of the worst first-round quarterbacks take, even fucking Tebow, people were like, no. Like, 
that could pan out. Right, you yeah. You need time to develop it. You don't but know. it's also a situation where, like, you can't crowd them yet either. My my issue with this is, have we, like, if you go by the stats, Saquon Barkley was still the right choice. Like... More or less. What's the... What, at, what is the... At what the is time the, being, like, Saquon was definitely the right choice in that regard. And what, yeah, there's what, a, what's still the argument? a pretty good chance that he'll end up being a better player overall and Darnold will flame out. Like, there's no guarantee. Like, right now, the only quarterback that almost looks like a surefire prospect for for the future is the one the Giants actually couldn't have taken. Exactly. The one right before them. Right. So, right. So, yes, the Giants deserve to be clowned on for making poor decisions. Right. Absolutely. But let's like, – we cannot crown any of the quarterbacks taken afterward yet just as, like, we can't – really condemn the Saquon pick because it may end up being the best pick in that first round. Yeah, I can't. Well, do you know what I think? You know what I think the best pick in that first round was, and it was Lamar Jackson, but uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. I, I don't, I get that everyone likes to like relitigate the draft a year later. um, But even like, even knowing what we know now, at that point, there was really no other choice for the Giants to make, right? Like, they they didn't want – like, they knew Eli was coming back, right? Like, they knew Eli was going to be starting. They had a team that they didn't know was going to be bad. They thought it was going to be able to contend. So, like, you get Saquon Barkley, you put your hopes on this fucking blue-chip – kind of do everything athlete one of the best athletes like we've seen in football in a long time like one of the best all-around athletes to to play the game in a really long time like why why would you not take that and instead take sam darnold whose college stats were worrisome uh in terms of the interception rating and has a lot of the a lot of the problems but worse than Eli Manning has had through his career, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like, so why I don't, I don't. I mean, I get, I get, I get it because people want to be argumentative and people want to relitigate the draft. And now that oh, they're tanking, you know, why, why do we want Saquon Barkley on the team if we're gonna jettison all of our players? Well, oh no, like I get that. That kind of makes sense. Why not, like let Saquon Barkley go too, I guess, and try and get, like, get future picks for it if you're really going to go all in. But I don't, I don't see any logical way you can indict the Giants for making that pick, even in retrospect, right? Not yet. I don't know. Not yet. Another two years... This this draft would be Maybe. accurately gradable. Yeah, yeah, that's one true. Season, one season really means nothing in the NFL. Yep. It yep. really doesn't mean... Like, if well, a player has a good season, that's just a good season. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean they're a star. It doesn't mean they're going to pan out. It doesn't mean fucking shit. Remember when RG3 was the fucking future of the league? Yeah, well, okay, okay. So, so that's... I don't know if that's a great example because RG3 died, like, when he got injured. Right, like he he got injured once, he came back too soon, and he was never the same. So I don't know if you could. I mean, you can definitely uh, like talk about Geno Smith in that way, right? Like Geno Smith, who had. I a, mean, Geno Smith got drafted in the second. Like, did I feel he? Like I thought it was a first his, rounder. Yeah, no. Um, the the only quarterback drafted in that first round was EJ Manuel. Oh well, the there you go. <laughs> That mi- that up. mistake does not get talked about enough. Yeah, like the yeah. Buffalo Bills drafted EJ Manuel in the first round. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That happened. Do you remember that? Jesus. Not enough people seem to remember well, because, that because he did. He did have an amazing. Like it was. This is stupid. Obviously, super stupid in retrospect, right? But EJ Manuel had a great college career. That's kind of a thing that's hard to to uh to say like oh they should have known but at the same time yeah yikes yikes aroni bad job you didn't do a good job on that one bills bad classic Mm -hmm. 
<sighs> what other big news happened? Oh, free agency. We got Bort. 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 Bort, Bort found a home. Yep. He found a home. Good yep. for him. He is going to Los Angeles to be Jared Goff's backup. That's got to be. Say, that's got to be a big I love fucking this kick shit. in the dick. That can't be. I, no, I I love this. Like, Bort seems to have a pretty reasonable opinion of himself. Yeah. He doesn't seem like he's got a big ego. He seems to understand that, oh, no, sometimes I just suck, and sometimes it's hard, and that kind of thing. He doesn't seem like he's got a massive chip on his shoulder. He seems like he's there to get what he can out of it right. and enjoy himself. And apparently he's friends with Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like if Goff gets hurt or anything like that, I want to see Bort with a competent offensive coordinator. Behind yeah, him. yeah, yes, yes, like yes, Bort, yes, please. Like Bort on a team where he doesn't have to make the decisions, where Sean McVay's making all the decisions for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe Bort will be good. Yeah. You know, Bort has all the physical tools. It was you know, being a dumbass that hampered him. If you can minimize the dumbass factor, right? Bort might be okay. I, yeah. And we've talked about Bort before on the show. And I, I'm, this is, this is the argument that I always have. I always try and give quarterbacks a lot more credit than, than I think they might deserve. But yeah, I, I am, I am very excited to see, to see Bort on the Rams with, with, not just with a good, OC, but with a good, you know, with an OC that did specifically did for like fixed Jared Goff, right? Not, not fixed. Maybe that's the wrong word, but you know, use him better. Yeah. That, that defissured the, the Rams offense. Um, and that's, that's kind of exciting for me. I, I just want to see Bort. I, I want to see more Bort. You know who we're going to see less of? Who makes me very, very sad. The flow. That's the, true. The, the Tennessee Titans did. He hasn't gotten picked up yet. I I got to assume, assume he will be. Get yeah. Up. Yeah. Someone he'll will probably get one more job before he just can't find work anymore. Yeah. Well, I don't even think it's find work anymore. I think he might just like fucking bow out and realize like, hey, this is it's time to like it's time to start cutting fucking radio ads and and living off of sponsorship money like that is that is the best thing i can do with my time right now uh the tennessee titans did release blaine gabbert um very recently who why Why did they release blaine gabbert did they obtain a better option than blaine gabbert they did they, they did. They got a better option than Blaine Gabbert. I mean, any option would be better than Blaine Gabbert. Ryan Tannehill yep. is now Marcus Mariota's backup. And that's honestly a pretty good backup situation to have. Because Mariota's probably going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And Tannehill can at least win some games. Mm-hmm. Like Tannehill, this is, I'm happy that Tannehill is finally off of the Dolphins. And doing what he was always meant to do. Right. Be a journeyman backup. Yeah, so we were... That was always Ryan Tannehill's destiny, and it has finally started. There's a... There was a... We had a really, like, brief Twitter back and forth when this signing happened about how, like, uh, someone... Like, a listener of the show asked us, or asked you specifically, because you came up with the the Tannehill cycle, uh, where... Or, no, I'm sorry, I'm... Am I thinking of the ten? Is it? It's the Tannehill you're, cycle you're or the Fitzpatrick of, um, cycle? That is not the Ryan. Okay, no. I confuse those no. quarterbacks all the time, and it doesn't make any sense. And I'm sorry, and I don't know why it happens. Maybe they're it's, both named Ryan. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Fitzpatrick has. We'll the get to him. I Tannehill have him doesn't. on on my list of topics. Yeah. To okay. About, so okay. We'll so him. so a little let's, preview let's, for me let's, being let's, an let's, idiot. Let's, Wind this back to Tannehill here. Like, when you look at Ryan Tannehill, you just see him, and you're like, that's a guy who should be standing on the sidelines with his hands tucked into, like, the neck part of his jersey, just kind of, like, moving back and forth, wondering if he's going to get in the game. Yeah. Yes. 
that is Ryan Tannehill. He's gonna he's gonna have a hat on. He looks like a backup quarterback. He just looks like a guy who's gonna be like he's gonna keep getting work because he's gonna keep ending up as a backup on shitty teams or teams that have injury prone problems at quarterback. So he keeps getting views. Like I honestly think he could take up the Fitzpatrick mantle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has that potential, but it's just a good thing that Ryan Tannehill is now no longer like a thing in Miami because he was so boring to watch. Like Ryan Tannehill was not a fun quarterback. No, even he's when he not. was like even, bad yeah. or really good, like there was just something about him that was just so I don't care. I, th- there's no yeah, there's no way that I. I Tannehill is one of the few quarterbacks in the league that that doesn't inspire really any reaction either way. Like when Tannehill has a uh, a good season, no one cares, and no one cares when he has a bad season either. Either I don't. Whenever he gets, I think this is the test case, right? Whenever he signs on with a new team, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, okay, sure." And then when that same team drops him, like a season later. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, okay, sure." Like, yeah. it doesn't. It, it, he, it's, it's not quite mediocrity. It's more camouflage, if that makes sense. You, you know, what I'm getting at. Like, it doesn't. Like, he doesn't. He leaves as if he was never there, and it's also like he was never there, even when he is there. Yeah, I can see that. I can, I can respect that and understand it. Fades into Ryan the background. Tannehill on the Titans. I'm I'm excited for the Dolphins to potentially be interesting again. Because I got to say, I, I, with him at the helm, they were just competent enough that they weren't fun to watch as a disaster. Mm-hmm. And they weren't fun to watch as a good team. Because mm-hmm. they, they, they weren't. I think they made the playoffs once with him. And they got beat up immediately. Mm-hmm. It's... It, it, there was just something about the Tannehill era that was just so dull, and I just didn't give a shit about like even like probably one of his more close comparisons would be like Andy Dalton for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. But Andy mm-hmm. Dalton, I find enjoyable to watch it, when he's good or when he's bad. Where like Ryan Tannehill isn't. He's just not. It's just. There's just nothing there. It's just, I'm, I'm a guy. Yeah. He's, he's, he's white bread. He is, he is the most wonder bread of anything. It's, it's that dress shirt in your closet that every single time you do like your spring cleaning or like you try and like give away or donate some of your old clothes, you can't bring yourself to, to throw out because you might need it someday, even though there's a dress shirt right next to it that you would use for every single occasion that you would use that other dress shirt for, right? Mm-hmm. It's it, it fades into the background. You don't it's it's not useless, but you you'll never like you'll never choose to use it. I, I keep coming back to like Marie Kondo. Ryan Tannehill does not inspire joy. <laughs> this this was Ryan Tannehill. This was the shirt finally being donated and the Titans going to the thrift store mm-hmm. and seeing it on the rack and being like, oh, hey, that's a good shirt. I could use that. Yeah, shirt. right, right. And they bring it home, but then they never wear it. And eventually it ends up back at the thrift shop and someone else is just like, eh, I could probably use another another dress shirt like i might be able to use this dress shirt and maybe they wear it once like out but it's it's a plain white or like an off-white shirt or like blue so it's not really like go out on a friday night kind of dress shirt right a little too formal looking but it's not quite good enough to like wear with a suit jacket over top of it and maybe your job doesn't really require you to dress up that nicely, so it just never comes out. You never have a real purpose for it, but yeah. And then eventually, it just—I don't know—you're you, you donate it again, and it ends up on a hobo, and then it's gone forever. Ryan Tannehill is the gift that you got at a white elephant exchange three years ago <laughs> that you keep bringing to other white elephant exchanges. Uh, to give to other people. 
and then and then it it keeps going on and on like that. That is what Ryan Tannehill is. That's a that's pretty good. I like that description. He's a, he's the repeated white elephant yeah. gift. Ryan Ryan Tannehill, the regifting QB, the 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 gift that keeps on regifting. What else did we have for free agency news? Um, Eric Flowers. Yeah. Someone willingly signed Eric Flowers. Yeah, they. Everyone seemed really excited about this, and why? Why? Why was the news that I read? Oh, I can tell you why I was excited. Well, yeah, I, of course you were excited, Giants fan. I'm talking about Redskins fans. We're excited about this signing. I think they're only excited because he's he's one of those cases. He was a high draft pick, and he was okay. A, kind of a, a boom or bust situation where he's huge mm-hmm. like he is a mm-hmm. massive monster of a person and it's one of those things where i can fix him yeah like, yeah they couldn't fix him but i can change him yeah i can oh make sure he he works appropriately like on, his size is not the problem it's his mentality so you know like you can't teach big but you can teach lazy I can change him. So I don't know how a team goes against Eric Flowers for like four years and goes, that's a guy we need on our team. Right. Right. I, I, I'm looking at right now, like an article that's like in defense of, of the signing and all it, it's all pretty much pointing to, we needed, we needed we had a hole at left guard we needed to fill it and it's nothing about like the only defense they can muster of specifically signing eric flowers and not signing some other guard some other offensive tackle rather uh is that he was a high draft pick in 2015 yep it's pretty much it yeah the fact that he's a high draft pick has kept his stock if he was not a high draft pick He'd he'd be gone, or the Bengals would have given him like twenty one million dollars, like they gave Bobby Hart. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. It's honestly, I don't even know. Maybe, maybe we wouldn't have gotten anything. But uh, Eric Flowers, I I'd say I wish him well, but he was kind of a bad attitude. So fuck him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had a uh, well, surprise. What? I was just going to say, speaking of the the Bengals, well, ex-Bengals now, uh, hey, you know who I didn't think was going to play in the NFL ever again? Who? Vontae's perfect. Yeah. And and now now he's on the Raiders with Antonio Brown. It's amazing, isn't it? So, yeah. To, to his credit, A.B., and, like, this is what A.B. does on Instagram. He He's, like, saying, it's funny how the NFL will make you a villain with your own teammate now. Create a war within a war. And basically, we're all on the same team, even though we wear different jerseys. Yeah, things happen on the field. With all due respect, it's in the game. EA Sports, it's in the game. Um, yeah, we know Antonio like, Brown. He is always cool with his teammates. Yeah. <laughs> like, he gets along with all of his teammates. This is just some phony crap, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, man. I, yeah. In all honesty, though, like, you think they could actually probably bond over something they do have in common, which is a hatred of Ben Roethlisberger. I, I you know, I think that is the first thing that, that they do, actually. I bet that is the first conversation that they have had is, like, fuck that guy, right? Like, completely fuck. Fuck that guy. So that that makes me happy to think about. So we've got a diva wide receiver. Uh-huh. We've got um, a complete moron dumbass linebacker who's an asshole mm-hmm. on the same team as a coach who hates personalities. R- right. This is it's gonna be a There's fucking no way train it's wreck. gonna be as good as it could be, right? I. It, it but my somehow, God, I want it to be. It somehow is is like it can't be anything other than a disappointment because it's just like it, expectations I, are so high. Here. Exactly, like, exactly. I want to see so much happen. 
that just goes wrong and it's it's just not going to be as exciting as we want it to be but god we can dream can't we <laughs> it's it's only march we can think about how bad this could blow up and Vontes is only there for a season. That's so. true. It is. It is a one-year contract. I. Oh man. I. It, it makes me very, very, very excited, uh, for for the season to start. And also, it makes me want Hard Knocks to have happened on, uh, the Raiders, or to be happening rather, about mm-hmm. the Raiders this year. Uh, what other big signings we had? We had Clay Matthews. He's finally leaving Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And he's going back to his home in Southern California. He's joining the Rams. So, Cal. Let's go, Cal. I, Do you I think... feel like he does kind of belong there. Yeah, I mean, his hair and everything. It's... I mean, he, he went to USC. So, yep. like, he belongs in the Rams. He's going to be playing in the same stadium he used to play in. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, that might bring some USC fans to Rams games. Right. God knows they're they're going to need the help. Fuck. I still can't believe Good. people didn't want to come fucking watch them play last year. It's fucking... LA just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and they have if like... it's not the Lakers or the Dodgers, they don't care. I, they fucking want it. You wanted it. You wanted this. You asked for this, LA. You asked for this. We're like, yeah, we're a city of transplants, but there's enough of us here to want a team. Gets team. Gets 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 team. Gets gets another team. <laughs> to be fair, they didn't want the Chargers. That's yeah. That is true. They they asked for the Rams. They always wanted the Rams. They didn't want the Chargers from from the beginning. So that's that is a fair point. More more interesting is we had a sudden retirement this week of a big name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haloti Nada yeah. is hanging up the cleats. Yeah, Actually, yeah. We actually had a couple of surprising retirements this week. Haloti Nada retired, and Max Unger, the Saints' uh, excellent center, is just like, nah, I'm no, done. No. So now the Saints don't have a center, mm-hmm. which is, you know, a problem. Yeah, yeah, especially given all of the like all in signings the saints made this year also also you're you're glossing over the most important thing about the haloding gata retirement Um, which is what he did it from the top of mount kilimanjaro oh that's right he did yeah, it's pretty cool. He fucking climbed climbed the mountain. It was like, I, and has the banner. His his retirement announcement was literally, "I'm retiring from the NFL on top." And because he played for the Lions, that's the closest he could get. So, <laughs> no, he won a Super Bowl. I guess that's true. He did win a Super Bowl, but he is currently he retired a Lion. So you know. <laughs> uh, Sam, I've been talking about uh just nfl stuff i guess we could talk about things that aren't free agency okay i have um so the chiefs have had uh some bad luck come their way uh-huh you could say uh that we have we get to i guess he was already kind of on the scumbag tracker but he was oh god yeah scumbag tracker yeah jesus because all of his scumbag activity to this point was on college so yeah so it doesn't count okay it doesn't count because it's in college maybe we give him a little bit leeway because maybe he's growing more as a person and to be fair it seemed like that's how it was going you you can't see this because this is a podcast but i'm rolling my eyes and shaking my head right now just yeah but but yeah he i mean he did do the thing where like everyone knew he was a scumbag so he like he stayed quiet kept his head down was like okay not gonna talk about it not gonna talk about it just gonna play some football play good football just gonna be good so that people only talk about how good i am Mm -hmm. and eventually it'll go away and you know giving him the benefit of the doubt maybe he was a better person at this point. Maybe right. he had become a better person. 
Until now, he is under investigation for some some bad things. Very, very bad things. Not not good things. No. Pretty and under investigation for alleged battery. Yeah. Yeesh. So it's that's that that hurts the Chiefs' chances a little bit. And obviously this is an ongoing investigation, so there may be um more news that comes out, uh, knowing us probably tomorrow morning. Yeah. That either exonerates or completely exposes him. Mm-hmm. So for the moment, this is kind of like a potential scumbag. This is scumbag watch, not right. scumbag warning. Scumbag, scumbag watch. watch. Yeah, and well, so it's 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 like double right, and I guess it's not it's not the Chiefs uh, anymore, but Kareem Hunt. Um, there was the video, uh, and you know, as a Brown now, he is he's being suspended eight games. By the league too, because there's a video of him beating someone up, and that God, can we not? Can we not? Can we not do Let's this? Not do that. Can we not I do, do this anymore? I do want to say that hey, like eight games, the NFL kind of followed their policy. Yeah, yeah. For like the first time, right? They did what they and, said. Like, they and were I've noticed do. that nobody's mad. Like. Mm-hmm. The NFL suspended Kareem Hunt for eight games, and no one – there was, like, no real, like, well, that's not enough, or that's ridiculous. Like, everyone's right. kind of like, yeah. Yeah. That, that seems fair. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's a huge chunk of his paycheck. He absolutely – like, if he got suspended for the whole season, I don't think anyone would have been terribly upset. Mm-hmm. But it's – like the NFL more or less followed the policy that they said they were going to and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to give the NFL credit, but at least they didn't fuck it up. Well, I mean, I think that I think the thing that's the most surprising here is that they're going by their own letter of the law, like they're being consistent for the first time I can ever remember offhand yeah for something like this you know what i mean so like regardless of how whether you feel that this is a like a fair punishment um like career wise uh for kareem hunt it's at the very least what the nfl said they were going to to do so again at the very least it's a transparent punishment which is which is a good thing Right, you want to there 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 want you want there to be consequences for actions and for those consequences to be very clearly delineated. And hey, that happened for the first time in forever in the NFL. So that's that's something at the very least. Something respectable occurred. Yeah, they, I wouldn't say everything was perfect. But they followed through, and everyone seems to understand that this is this is the right thing. Mm-hmm. So that's something. Mm-hmm. It's something. It's something of note. It is. It, that's, yeah. That's, that's honestly pretty much all I got for it. Really, the only thing I kind of actually wanted to talk about this week mm-hmm. was I wanted to finally bring it back to the AAF. Let's go. Let's go. Because... Let's. We had a good week of football. The Orlando Apollos are no longer undefeated. Yeah, they lost to the Arizona Hotshots. Yes, good. It's good. It's good football. Yeah, we got, I, we got actually stuff mm-hmm. that's going on. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. It makes the the matchups uh, this week actually. So so, not that there's like parity in the league, but there's a like like the the hot shots are now three and three. The fleet are now three and three. Uh, the uh, the Apollos are five and one, uh, which does put them like no one no team has more than a one. Uh, like every team is within one win or loss of another team. No no team is like far and away the front runner anymore. Right? If yep. if if the Memphis Express 
Uh, plus Johnny Football, by the way. Uh, can, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. But but if they can if they can pull off the upset over um, over uh, I'm sorry if the Atlanta Legends can pull the upset over the Apollos um, this uh, Saturday, uh, and if the uh, if Birmingham can beat the Memphis Express, which they should be able to do, uh, they're going to be tied for the lead, and and that'll put Atlanta at three and four. Um, which is, is like kind of, I, I don't know, this, this league has, has turned out to be a little bit more competitive, I think, than, than we thought it would be. Uh, especially yeah. now that, now that Atlanta's winning games, now that Memphis has, has a win. A win. And, and now that the hot shots, uh, and, yeah, now that like the really good teams have dropped a couple, right? Like mm-hmm. that's, it's, it's good to see. Right now, it looks like the Commanders are on a hot streak. Yes. Because yeah. Th- they are playing. They've went three and one over the past month. Uh, three straight road games were victories. Like the Commanders are a team to watch right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big, big money on San Antonio. So this is we like right now we have the Apollos are in first at five and one. Right. Uh. The Commanders are in second, tied with the Iron at four and two. Yep. Uh, the Hot Shots are three and three. The San Diego Fleet are three and three. Uh, the Salt Lake Stallions, who I was really hoping would be better. Yeah, yeah, that's four. a shame. Atlanta has um, gone two and four. Aaron Murray, he, he seems like a boomer bust guy. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's competent or a terrible, terrible pick. Right. But you know what? That's what I signed up for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. that I, I feel like that was known from the start. So let's get to the Memphis Express. Yes, yes, please. Oh, God, thank you. Let's go. This, I remember when this league started thinking this would be an amazing place for Johnny football. Mm-hmm. But he was like up in Canada. I I had kind of forgotten that he was actually booted out of the league. Yeah, and yeah. No one will say why. And it and it seems like something big because he was like, "This doesn't usually happen." The all, all the articles I've read was like, "This has to be something like he must have really pissed somebody off." Specifically because like if if you break your contract, usually if that happens on like the sponsorship side or or something like that uh the cf like the cfl doesn't really hand out these bands uh a lot or at all right i mean they're they're canadians they're up there just like well you sorry mhm mhm i'm mm-hmm. sorry okay mhm you can play football again yeah but that th- like they nobody can figure out what happened, but they were just like, "Nope, Manzel's contract, boy, it's he's done. gone." Yep, he's gone. He's gone. Maybe he slept with the commissioner's wife. I yeah, I and it's that's the other thing is like, what 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 could it be if it's not what, like the police aren't involved? That's so bad that isn't like a legal situation. Yeah, that has come out like like it wasn't a crime. Because right, otherwise right. we probably would have found out about charges or something by now. Yeah. What What? what I, do you do to get the Canadian Football League so mad at you that they will kick you out? I'm literally... Manziel... What did Johnny Manziel do? I, I'm seeing if they, like... Okay, so they... It's violating... They just... I think they were literally just... I think all they said was... Yeah, they he contravened the agreement which made him eligible to play in the league. He has been unable to abide by the terms of his agreement. Like I, so like in normal like parlance, it would be like you have like a no drinking, partying, get arrested clause kind of thing. But it's not. But but he didn't get arrested, right? And like I, I don't know if he didn't know. do do any like if they tested him for. So what they said was that 
since uh, you know Johnny Football was kind of having some mental trouble and and is trying to work through that, he had uh, therapy appointments, doctor visits, and lithium tests to help treat his uh, bipolar disorder to make sure he's still on his meds. And like, I I mean I don't I really don't know like what in that could cause him not just to be cut from his team but the it's it's weird it's so weird like i don't i don't know but hey now he's on the memphis express chugga 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 we'll take some of that star power we need some money yeah we're we need lots of money we'll sell some jerseys johnny manzel and see what happens Uh him on you know the memphis express the team coached by mike singletary the guy who's known as a stable man. Yes. <laughs> no, known as a known as a, a level-headed, famously level-headed, and you know, just like if you just want like a guy to like talk to therapy-wise, who's just gonna you know be calm, the most players' coach you can think of, who's who's there to help you. It's Mike Singletary. The guy is the definition of class mm-hmm. and just helpful human being. It's this is a perfect situation for Johnny Manziel to be in, and I cannot wait to see him under center. It's oh, gonna man. be great. It's gonna be really good. And it's also like they play they play the fucking Birmingham Iron, who are who have, you know, worked their way to a four and two record with an incredible defense. So we'll see how that plays out. I'm excited yeah. for it. Should be a good time. I I just want to see more Johnny football. Is that is that wrong? No. Like I do kind of want to just see Johnny football on the field doing Johnny football stuff. That's one thing we never really got to experience the way we deserved. No. We got that one amazing year at A&M. Yeah, yeah. We got a couple of moments on the Browns, but that's it. This is, yeah, this is the first time he's going to be on a, like, on an, like, a real-ish American football team. So, that's kind of fun. We'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. Damn. Do you think he can unseat Zach Mettenberger? Oh my god! Well, is he not going to be the instant starter? Let me. Let I me assume look. not. They're probably going to keep Mettenberger in there. They they might just be using it as an excuse to ditch uh, Christian Hackenberg. <laughs> That's yeah. Just fucking sh- shuttle him off. Put him fucking on a. We know train. we won't win with Christian Hackenberg, so we signed Johnny Manziel to get in there. Maybe just for like some stunts. Just go out there and do crazy shit sometimes. I don't think he'll be the week the the next week starter, but man, it would be hilarious if it was. I'm 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 trying to look. Uh the only thing I can see is they're trying to sell his jerseys. If you buy a Johnny football jersey, it come with two free tickets to a game. Um That's a good deal. I would do that. <laughs> I if I lived in Memphis I would buy a Johnny Manziel jersey and I would take those two tickets and go to that game. I would 100% do that. Oh, 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 wait, hold on. So the current starter is uh, Brandon Silvers. Zach Mettenberger hurt his ankle uh, last Saturday. I thought there was something about that. Yeah, he's so he's going to be out for the next three or four weeks. So Brandon, Brandon Silvers is the current starter on their lineup. Uh, and then it's either Johnny Football or Christian Hackenberg. So Silvers is definitely going to be the starter uh, Sunday night against the Birmingham Iron. Um, but uh, yeah, and it, it, well, they're not Mike even Singletary mentioning has already shown a willingness to change quarterbacks. So they're not. Mm. They're not like. Mettenberger, I'm sorry, Mettenberger, uh, Singletary has, does not mention um, Christian Hackenberg once in this, in this <laughs> piece. Uh, he, he is, he is, yeah, they're asking Singletary about Johnny football. It's pretty clear that he is the second, uh, at least based on the way that they talk about each other. Uh, 
you know, Johnny talks about like, oh yeah, Hackenberg can certainly sling it. And, and, uh, uh, Brandon Silvers does the same thing is like, I'm very lucky to have these wonderful quarterbacks backing me up. And it's like, okay, you don't, you don't need to, we all know we don't need to, we don't need to, you don't need to. Okay. We know, we know what's going on. You can chill a little Uh, bit. I'm excited. Please. Nothing against Brandon Silvers. Nah. I want to see Johnny Manziel. That's the star power we're here for. You don't, you don't make a blockbuster movie and cast a nobody in the in the lead. I'm, you I'm, want a star. I'm gonna <laughs> maybe that star is Charlie Sheen, but you want a star. Oh my god! So oh geez, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the uh, replies to the um, Johnny Manziel merch tweet. Um, first response is a gif of Oscar the Grouch uh, of I love trash. Uh, and then like the next one is I'd rather have a Brandon Silvers jersey. The next one down is try to buy a jersey five times, says it's not in stock. Next is go Brandon Silvers, go. And <laughs> other people are like, I, I want a Mettenberger jersey. Like, uh, he better I, be. Okay, so I, I, I've had to scroll a very, very far, uh, far way down to be like to find a he better be starting before i buy his jersey thing i'm trying to Mm. yeah no there's not the problem is you're never gonna have that kind of tweet response because the people who comment on that kind of tweet are no fun well i'm 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 going by the atlanta legends uh folks who like every single time they're like you know start aaron murray and I'm wondering if there's any, nah, like nothing. That's it. Yeah, there's there's no one, no one, no Memphis Express fans are calling for, uh, are calling for start Johnny uh, Johnny Manziel. So, to be fair, do the Memphis Express have fans at this point? I don't know. Let's see. That's that's a good question. They have Memphis Express. Well, they have thirty-eight point four thousand followers on oh, that's uh, pretty good on Twitter, which I don't know how that um, compares with some of the other teams in the league. Yeah, they, so they have a little bit more followers than Atlanta by about two thousand. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that's a if that's a correct barometer of uh of fan base but you know i don't think it's completely off base probably not poor poor i wonder which team probably has the least i would have picked memphis as the yeah lowest fan base right i wonder if maybe it's salt lake maybe yeah maybe that makes a certain amount of sense which team has the lowest amount of followers which i am going to therefore equate as the lowest amount of fans because that's the amount of scientific work i feel like putting in all right let's 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 get it atlanta legends have 36k yeah uh let's see i'm gonna get to salt express have 38k so right now the express are ahead of the legends in fans yep uh, Commanders have 44k. Ooh, uh, Salt Lake Stallions have 33.4k. So that is the lowest so far. That is the lowest so far. The F- San Diego Fleet, 33.1k. Ooh, okay. That that makes a certain amount of sense, actually, to me. Um, uh, Hot Shots have 34.6. So Birmingham Iron have 56 points. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. I am completely unsurprised by that. That they have the largest largest following. Because like they don't have a pro team. There's no like no, no, they're a football they team. They it. don't have yeah, yeah, that's like that well, makes perfect no, sense. Wait, to I me. think that I was thinking of the, the stupid San Diego team for a second there. San Diego lost their pro team and they don't care about the new one <laughs> yeah yep yep do you do you hit the apollos already 
I haven't seen the Apollos yet, no. The Apollos, yeah, the Apollos have 49.8. So they're, yeah, they're, it's it's the teams that are hungry for a franchise, right? Or it's the cities that are hungry for a franchise that that have the most followers. And then San Diego. Yep. I'm sorry, San Diego. But even when you get a football team back that you can kind of call your own, mm-hmm. it doesn't, no one cares. If you want football, maybe go watch it, you punks. Yeah. God. Tickets are really cheap. Just just You call go. yourselves football fans? You wanted to keep the Chargers, but you get a nice little team who just wants to cozy up and be like, love me. Mm-hmm. I just want to be petted. It's like a cute little fuzzy dog. And you're like, no. I'm going to go surf in this beautiful San Diego weather and pay five dollars too much for street tacos what i don't know what san diego people do i i I, i've never been to san diego i i know they hate los angeles yep so i i'm kind of assuming that like maybe they're not too los angelesy i've got yeah i've got a buddy who works out who has uh who, who lives out rather in san diego and he's like it's yeah it's literally like the only thing you do in San Diego is go outside because it's beautiful all the time. Like that's it. The, yeah. The the city yeah. itself isn't that great. Like it's actually kind of small, the downtown area, and you need a car, and it's like kind of spread out. It's not like a great, like livability isn't as high as you'd think it'd be uh, for you know a, a city in Southern California. Um, it's yeah. You just go outside. You go outside and you surf or you walk. Um, and then you like do party drugs because you work at an ad agency. That's it. That makes sense. Any, any San Diego fan or San Diego resident listeners, please send us San Diego person stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. What are you? If you live in San Diego, you might be a San Diegan if you go outside and you put on sunscreen because it's hot outside and you forget to reapply. Why do you sound like you're from the South? Because it's like a Jeff Foxworthy bit where it's like, you might be a redneck if if you forget to put sunscreen. You might sunscreen. be a San Diegoan if you're basically two pills away from Tijuana. <laughs> Jesus. You might be a San Diegan if you routinely go across the border in order to get to get better tacos that don't cost $17 for three of them. You might be a San Diegan if your belt needs, like, replacement leather, so you just use your very tan skin. (laughs) You might be a San Diegan if you don't have to worry about putting snow tires on your sports car but you do have to worry about all the sand that you got up in the undercarriage. You might be a San Diegan if your idea of a day trip is Los Angeles. Uh, that's all I got. I, I was kind of really losing You might that. be a San Diegan if you see rain falling from the sky and you panic. <laughs> uh. Seriously, I don't know anything about San Diego. You might be a San Diegan if every summer you and your friends make a habit of going down to the local convention center and laughing at all the people who are enjoying things that they like about for the comic con. You might be a San Diegan if you have strong opinions on surf wax brands. (laughs) Hashtag, you might be a San Diegan if. Get at us. <laughs> please, please, tell us about the culture of San Diego. You might be a San Diegan if 95% of your meals consist of fish tacos. So good. So yummy. So yummy. I want fish tacos now, though. It's almost yeah, dinner time. It, it's time to eat dinner. Sam, play us out so we can go eat. Food. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sam Grizzeses. That's S A M G R E S Z E S E S E S, and on 
Instagram and Twitch at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Dave? You can find me on Twitter at DropPlayDave. You can find me on Facebook at the TheDropPlayComic. You can find me on Instagram at DropPlayDave. And you can find me, as always, on TheDropPlay.com. And you might be a DropPlay fan if you're there. Please tell me more about San Diego because I don't know shit. Even though we had a San Diego person on this podcast once. Yeah, we did. I still, maybe we should just get him back on. Yeah. And let him stereotype it. Yeah. will reach out. That's probably anyway, the smartest thing to do. That's that, that, that's that. That's, that. that's the end of the podcast. Here come the ads. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. Hello, folks. J.P. Winterbottom here to tell you about The Beholder's Eye, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons narrative-focused actual play podcast about a group of private investigators in a fantasy noir setting with eldritch horror undertones. You can find The Beholder's Eye every other Friday on iTunes, SoundCloud, or anywhere podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Sophie Lesname Redacted. I'm Mara Sunshine. If you're like us, you grew up in the 90s and are now sad, sad adults. And that's okay. There's a lot to be sad about in today's world. If you've been paying attention at all, you know that the world is in a tight spot right now. And two people working 45 minutes once a week can't change that. So we took that time and started a Sailor Moon podcast. Join us every Friday as we combat that creeping sense of dread we all feel in our hearts by recapping our favorite magical girl anime. Because hey, the world sucks. But Sailor Moon's a cool show. 